You know BJ? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> sure do know his rich. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. Right. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sorry for the delay in the launch of today's show. We had some technical difficulties. Thankfully, they happened before we got on air. Um, yeah. You know, I uh, I took a cold shower beforehand because I always find that with the ring light and stuff like that, I, my face ends up being red. I feel like my face is hot by the time we're done a show. And the good news is, is that I don't have to worry about whether or not it's going to get hot and red later because if you get technical difficulties and you're 15 minutes late, I'm already beat red and I might as well have a couple of drinks while I'm doing this because I was about to throw thousands of dollars worth of equipment out the window. Anyway, we are on. I appreciate your patience. Joining me is none other than P-Dog Cariotti from the Q side. How you doing, bud? Ah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, uh, rocking our new swag here. I picked up yesterday from your place. It's a 100% polyester hoodie that we've distributed. Well, you have one. You're wearing one right now. And uh, one of our executive producers is wearing his tonight. Uh, well, he's not wearing it right now, but he's his was delivered. Trevor Boyd's waiting for his. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're nice. They're great. Yeah, they're pretty comfy, and yep. uh, the sleeves are pretty long, so it is a, a good brand for length, which is obviously important for some of us taller guys. Uh, but that's uh, that's kudos to Steve and Mega City Promotions over here in Barhaven. He takes care of us pretty good when we do our hoodies, and he's actually uh, he couldn't find a, a fitted hat. I do this; I'm not wearing a hat, but uh, a fitted yep. hat that I um, picked up. And he's going to embroider on, and what we're doing is a little bit of a different concept where the mic is going to be sort of the prominent right in the middle, and the stars like are going to it. be a little bit bigger on either side. It won't have the wording, but it's just going to be a gray mic, and I think the orange stars. Anyway, I'm pretty pumped to, to see how that turns out, um, and then moving forward, we can grab a couple others. But uh, yeah, cool. it's, it's good stuff, so it, it fits well, and uh, I'm glad everybody seems to enjoy it. I want to give uh, my aunt in Lebanon a shout-out. She... Uh, She's in her late 70s, contracted COVID-19 last week. And uh, after her and uh, her and her one of her colleagues, uh, she's devoted her life to the church. She's a nun. And they both contracted COVID-19, and they were both admitted to the hospital. Now, thankfully, um, her colleague, after five days of oxygen therapy, her fever broke. So that's good. good. And she's back home. And uh, my sister just updated me couple in the last couple of hours saying that my aunt has her fever has broke but she's still in hospital so that's good uh, good news trending in the right direction but scary stuff that's the first i mean well for sure the first family member that i know of um but i have i do i am aware of people who've caught uh, caught covid but uh my first family member so it was a little, little jarring but you know and it's obviously over 75 you get it makes you nervous a little bit but um good to hear that she's uh, she's back on uh, back on track hopefully and fingers crossed so. Yeah, again, we're. it's almost like we can see a light at the end of the tunnel as we're getting some vaccines and stuff. I know my in-laws are have gotten one already. Um, there was a, a brief period there last week. I thought I was actually going to get to see my grandmother who's in a home uh, out in uh, Almont, 
and they had the, uh, I guess the new rules were a quick test or fast, uh, whatever the nasal jam and the, the mm-hmm. quick results. You mm-hmm. do that and then you can go in and visit. But that was, you know, probably a very small window because then we went back to red and, and now there's no visitors. So I uh, sort of missed that uh, that opening, which which kind of sucks. I'm hoping that, uh, that we have some more opportunities coming up in the near future. Um, on a lighter note, um, I'd like to shout out uh, my in-laws, Paul and Marlene Pignat, for their 52nd nice. wedding anniversary uh, yesterday. So Air horn. 50, oh, I got the applause. Oh, yeah. We got the air horn. <clears throat> 52 years. That's crazy. And uh, wow. what's crazier is that it's it's been 12 years since Ange and I missed their 40th wedding anniversary, which Ange planned a huge chunk of it. Uh, we ended up stuck in Dominican Republic because we, uh, our flight was canceled or delayed, so we actually didn't get back until a day later. It was so tight for our schedule. And uh, I probably still have a picture somewhere of our producer, Mike, eating my scheduled meal. So we all picked our meals beforehand. It was a nice big catered event. And there was Mike eating my uh, stir fry or whatever it was. Anyway, uh, 52 years. So uh, quite the, uh, the milestone. That's big time. That's big time. What's the 50-year anniversary? What's it? Golden? No. Golden? Mm, we'll have to get Gone. our fact checker because uh, I am not sure. Is it golden, golden or platinum or diamond or... Hey, speaking of platinum diamond, our guest today is pretty platinum. I think he's he's gold. <laughs> that's a, hey, that's a g- great great segue. And we're let's we're gonna bring him on. We got a couple of things yeah. you want to mention before we start doing it, but it's gonna be a March Madness type show. But we got the Sigmund <laughs> Charles joining us today. How you doing, Sig? How you guys doing? What an intro! Wow, local legend. Wow. <laughs> well known amongst uh, many circles. Rob Imbo, I want to shout out Big Rob. He I was going to shout him out, yeah. Were you? Okay, well, you can yeah. go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, he, continue, uh, please. We'll, we'll just do it twice. You do it later. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, He's uh, messaged me about an hour ago, frantic, about how you can connect and watch this. And the, uh, my boy Sig's <laughs> on. i got to find out. I said, Rob, Rob, it's okay, man. We got, we got you. <laughs> CapCityBeats.ca. We're on, and he's and he calmed down. And uh, Rob's a great guy, by the way. Poor Rob Rob's is probably, a, you told him 7 o'clock, and then we went 7.15. He was probably losing it. Rob actually has a New York Times best-selling book, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is true. Um, I can't remember the title of the book. We might want to f- actually. Uh, no, before, I'll, I'll, before I leave you. Before I leave you, yeah. Yes. His, his own personal s- story of uh, struggle and uh, and triumph, obviously, and uh, great guy. Absolutely, I agree. Nice. Um, hey. Be, go ahead. You want to start? Want, Let's go. We got well, you. Got a couple I, no, things you want to touch I need, on. I want your opinion on this. I want both you guys' opinions on this. And this just came up. This just struck me as I was preparing for our show. We're going to talk about NCAA. Sean Watson. Tonight. Oh no! Is that what you're going to talk no, about? No, I, I'm. Uh, I'm so curious. As I was sitting here, Deshaun Watson's a hot mess. By the way, the spoiler alert: He just got released right before we started the show. What? Deshaun Watson just got released. Just before the show, my Twitter account was hot. I was getting all the no. inside scoop oh, wow. released well, look, by the Houston Texans. Thirteen charges of, of sexual assault and her and or harassment. Uh, you know, where there where there's smoke, there's fire, but we can get into that some Absolutely. other time. Free agent winners in ter- when I'm not talking players, I'm talking teams. I this just struck me on just how good an offseason the New England Patriots have had. And if you're a Buffalo fan or if you're a um New York Jets fan, I mean, there's 
There's concern. There's Miami. I don't think Miami's going to be as good as they were this year. I think they're going to take a step back this year. But we look at the, what the Patriots have, have brought in. On the defensive end, they're getting all their starters back. Patrick Chung retired, but they picked up. They, they've uh, re-signed Dwayne Wise, and uh, a few guys on that defensive end are back. Matt Judon, who is a, a top-notch pass rusher, I think he'll fit well in that system. And then you look at the offensive side, the two tight ends and Nelson Aguilar. I mean, they they were seven and nine with nothing, nothing. And then Trent Brown, Brock's boy, Trent Brown is back. They re-signed their center, David Andrews. I mean, they're they're back in the mix, okay. And they always they already ran the ball pretty well with Sony Michelle and the, and all those guys. I mean, what do you guys think about New England's offseason? Kyle Van Noy is back. They picked him up for pennies on the dollar after Miami let him go. What do you guys think of New England's offseason? Are they the winners in the AFC uh, in terms of uh, free agency? Go ahead, Sig, if you want to touch on that. I'll do it after. Like, I, I think they're also one of the teams with the most players that had opted out of playing yeah. the, the COVID season as well. So you get a factor in those players – coming back so you know not only you know better guys to practice against and then bringing on bringing in these guys and cam newton i i wasn't completely sold on the season that he had like it wasn't his fault i think he i still think he's he's got some some left in the tank there i think i still think he's a great athlete a great player mm-hmm. do you learn a, do you learn a system in 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 one season i mean when you've gone so long with one guy at at the pivot you know, running it a certain way, and then you're bringing a guy that's completely different, completely different skill set. You throw him in there. Is it going to jive right away? I don't think so. So to re-up on that, I thought that was a great, you know, one of the one of the first things that they did that was that was kind of scary for any any team in that division. And Jeez. then just like you said, all the acquisitions, like it's it's going to be dangerous out there. Like they're they're I think they're looking pretty good. And and I mean, I know a lot of people are probably leaning towards. They're wondering like, you know, with Tom leaving is. Was it more Tom or was it more, you know, Coach Bill? But, I mean, does one season tell it? Do you recover in one season? I, I, I don't know about that. I still think that, you know, Bill's a good coach and their system, the way they run things over there is just different than the rest of the NFL, to be honest. It also comes down, you, you, you hit the nail on the head right away. You said that New England was the team that had the most opt-outs. There's only 53 guys. If you're losing key guys, like – you could be a great coach, have a great system, but I tell you what, that stuff adjusts pretty quickly on the fly when you're losing guys opting out and you're having replacement players in. And so a guy like Cam Newton, yeah, maybe he doesn't get the system right away, but that system isn't New England's trademark system because they're kind of they're they're filling in. It's a band-aid sort of offense right now. Exactly. So I think Cam Newton coming back, I think the guys that they bring back that are now going to be playing some of the free agents they pick up you know pep you're very high on them i think they're going to do okay i don't i think it's because of their division more than anything like i think buffalo is still the cream of that division at this point but when you when you have the the jets and dolphins you know what i mean like you you get into the mix very quickly when you're talking about those that group of four Absolutely. And Brock, you know, you, you mentioned that. I mean, I think, you know, the, you play a depleted Jets roster every year, twice, you know, you can really, that's two, that's two wins there. I don't think Miami's going to have as good a season. I really don't. I think they're going to take a step back. But what I like about New England is if you look at who they, who they have to throw last year or throw two, I should say, I mean, Enkiel Harry still, the jury's still out. Edelman, Canadian, throw in Aguilar and then two, two basic all pro tight ends, really. 
capable anyways of being all pro. Jonu Smith is super underrated. I, I just think I think Cam has a lot left in the tank. And I, if I'm the AFC East, I'm uh, I've got my guard up. But I do I do believe Buffalo is also the cream of the crop. The other team that I wanted to mention on the NFC uh, as having right now, if the free agency ended today, I think the New York Giants have to be uh, have to be applauded for what they've brought in. Kyle Rudolph, ten-year vet, lots of gas left in the tank. They just signed Kenny Galladay. That's Galladay their biggest Galladay. one. Galladay. Galladay. Uh, they just they spent big money. They brought in Adoree Jackson, play some defense. Uh, they re-upped Leonard Williams. I mean, I like what they're surrounding Jones with. Uh, your thoughts on the G-men? Hey, the Giants, again, anybody who lands a, Ke- a, a Kenny Galladay was already um, winners from a free agency standpoint. That guy is... Uh, He's got a lot of upside that's still there, and he's he, – I mean, he plays like a mini Megatron sort of thing is what they they compare him to. He's got all the attributes, and it, he's got the attitude now where he's like, look, I want to grow old and whatever with Daniel Jones is what he's saying, right? He has that relationship with him. So if you have that relationship already, it's, it's, it's a win-win from a receiver quarterback standpoint. You see it with a Josh Allen and Diggs sort of thing. And then you add guys like, you know, a veteran like Rudolph. Again, tight ends in today's game are, um, are mismatched for against the defense. They're just so hard to do it. That's why you're going to see Kyle Pitts maybe go in the top five for the first time for a tight end since like 1960 or something like that. He really? just He's a matchup namer. Yeah, there's a new mock draft that has him going to the Bengals at fifth, I think, which, again... Put him in an offense, put it like, you know, a Kelsey. Those kind of guys are, are, are dangerous. So Kyle Rudolph, who knows, you know, spatial awareness, knows the, how to lead, I think that's, that's huge for it. And then you got, you know, some of the young guns. You know, they got a John Ross, you know, who's the 4-2 guy. You know, he's just a blazing speed. So if you're like, hey, you just go deep. And if that just takes any sort of attention from a safety away, then Galladay is going to have a nice little day. Like, there's just – there's some compliment – complimentary receivers there that's kind of putting together an actual core. And I think that that's going to be really good for Daniel Jones, who's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Running game, the running game coming back to people are forgetting that, uh, Saquon got hurt early. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they, they weren't that bad, but just like, you know, just like you said, those acquisitions, a running game, a tight end that can be a good release guy, you know, a safety, you know, and he's already been there too. He'd be the guy that would calm down the, you know, the huddle and get, you know, where get the QB where he needs to be, you know, in whatever type of situation. And, and again, having the run game, you know, to, to lean back on again, it's just going to be a, a good situation. I hate to talk about any other team than my own Bears in, in the NFC, but, <laughs> but uh, I hate to give the Giants credit, but yeah, they've they've definitely. Uh, I do think they they've done well. I agree. Sig. Yes. Did a scout actually go to upper management in Chicago and say, hey, boys, there's a, I mean, you know, Wilson's not happy out in Seattle. Uh, Watson might be up for grabs. I really like this Dalton kid, though. You know, I don't know. I think we should spend some money. Like, I don't understand. We Like, Dalton is what he is. The years in Cincinnati and then the one year, I mean, I thought he did the best he could under the circumstances last year, but... Are they actually rolling with Dalton as their number one going into camp? I get asked QB situation on my team every year. 
<laughs> and, I, and I have a different answer every year. <laughs> I like it is. I don't know what they're doing. I, it, it's so annoying that they they just don't seem to to put enough focus on the actual position. Focus on everything else. Defense is always great. You know, even specialty players that they they bring in, but. There's something about the quarterback position. They need to fire everybody <laughs> up there and just and just get some Clean different. Men. Yeah, it, it, it's it's annoying at this point, you know. Like to bring in Mitch, you know, and not call it an experiment, and then it looked like it looked like an experiment. And then you bring in, you know, Foles, and you can't call yeah. Mitch an experiment when you trade up to get him. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but it, it hurts to see. Well. I mean, I'm, uh, at this point, I'm kind of glad that we didn't get Watson. But, <laughs> but when you have a chance at Mahomes, you know, right. you, when you see these guys getting their su- having success, and then and then you see what we have, and it's just, yeah, I don't know, Dalton. He can't be a trade piece. Like, what else would he? No, I I, I don't you know? like a one year, ten million. You're you're basically saying you're 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 the starter, Brock. Yeah. Can you explain this? Can you explain what they're thinking? What's the thought process bringing in a guy like Dalton and uh, and really no contingency plan? There's no, but Foles is the backup still. I'm still I mean, hoping that they trade for Wilson somehow, and is that, that what, Dalton is, is the backup. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Brock, is that what they're doing? Is that what the, what what's going on? Yeah, you know, there's got to be a bigger plan at play bringing in a Dalton. Um, again, he's not your. Savior. So, yeah, is it something that is, you know, I wouldn't say a trade piece, but, I mean, Dalton's not just any schmuck either. Like, he has a lot of experience. He's got probably, he's shown more guts and gusto this last season with the situation he was thrown into. And then you say, okay, maybe, you know, with the right pieces, maybe that's a a, a situation that they can leverage from a, you know, not a Houston, but maybe a Seattle standpoint. So, you know, maybe it is a guy who does bring some veteran presence that that can buy them until maybe it's there's they got an eye on a quarterback coming out next year. Or, you know, again, there, there I would hope that there is a bigger plan at play from a Chicago standpoint. I actually thought that Chicago's was going to change the quarterback um, aura of the Bears when they brought in a guy like Tressman, who's notorious for having great success with quarterbacks, and he just didn't have it there. So it's, again, there's that curse, whatever, that 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 aura around Chicago that hasn't had a successful quarterback that you guys can really count on for a long time. And, um, again, Dalton's not that answer. Is it part of a bigger play? I would hope it has to be. Like, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. You know what, Brock? We Remember we post those uh, in our on our UC page, those pyramids of, like, the, uh, the greatest players of all right. time, and it was like a pyramid, and Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. Well, we posted one... Ah, oh, must have been a month ago, and uh, it was the best quarterback on every single franchise. Um, and so you know, like saw that it was Ben Roethlisberger was the Steelers one. I think Joe Montana was the Niners one. The Bears one was a guy from the '40s or something. Sid Luckman. I saw that. That's you knew like, the that? Bears. There's I mean, a bunch like that. The Bears, that's the Browns. Uh, I think the Bengals even were like the teams notoriously not great. All their like best players were from the 1912s when there was six well, guys on the though. field. But like you know, in the 70s, the passing game sort of evolved a little bit, and then in the 80s, you know, Marino and they took it to another level and West Coast and all that. But if you're going back to the tw- the 
30s or 40s when the I think the forward pass wasn't even a thing. <laughs> and that's your best quarterback of all time. I mean, I thought Jim McMahon was pretty good if you have to pick one. but Not good at know, taking knots out of his sneakers, but otherwise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with a um, fork. We got Michael a question Ferreira. from Mike Ferreira. And Mike, if you're listening, uh, these questions do not pop up automatically. So when you put a question in or a comment, it's not just going to go on screen. We got to choose them. So I'm going to make sure that they're appropriate, and then I'm going to bring them on just so you know, big guy. Sig, as a Bears fan, would you take Kaepernick in Chicago? Um, you know, I think at this point, why not? Um, if he can prove that he you know, should either be a starter or be a backup, Sure. I know a lot of teams, you know, even with, you know, what, what's kind of happened in the past year and a bit, um, a lot of people generally might have a bit of, a bit of a more better understanding of why he did what he did. Um, you know, will it bring less, you know, football, you know, acknowledgement of, you know, like the, to the team and stuff. I, like as long as he's there to play football and do his thing, um, and he proves is that you know he, that he's worth to be on the team. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, but you know, management. Um, I don't. You know, you never know how, what they're what exactly they're thinking, um, and if they want that type of you know publicity, um, you know, going forward, are people going to be more focusing on his game, or you know, is he is he going to be a you know a media kind of a media guy? So like Tebow um, was, unfortunately. Like, pardon me? Like Tim Tebow was. He seemed there was too much stuff that came with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not necessarily. Like he wasn't players, looking for it, but it brought a lot of attention. Yeah, I feel like he rubbed a lot of players the wrong way. Um, and that's that's unfortunately what happened to Tebow. But um, it might be different this time around with, uh, with Kaepernick. I, I, I mean, I give him a shot. You know what I mean? If he shows that he can play. You know, why not? You got to have the skill to do it. You still got to prove yourself, you know, get him into training camp and, and yep. give him a shot. Nice that's, my, see. that's my opinion. Be nice to see a comeback story, but it's hard, right? Because he's been out for so long. I mean, 2014 was when they made the Super Bowl against the Ravens. I mean, it was, it was seven years. This is going to be eight years ago. Yeah, it was and, you a know, lot. lots changed, and you know, maybe he's eight years older, and his game was a lot like Russell Wilson's, right? And scramble and pass. Anyways, only uh, he's got a foot on Russell Wilson, football. I think. Pierre, I I don't know, Sig. I don't know if you looked into it. Pep gave us a bit of a heads up to say what he was going to bring up in terms of what his teams in the free agency were. But I'm going to give you mine before we switch over to basketball. Uh, you're your, your champion of the uh, free agency. The, the free agency right now, who's doing the best, let's say, from okay. an AFC and an NFC standpoint. And okay. from the AFC standpoint, I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay. And the reason I'm going with the Bills is because they already had quality team, okay? They re-signed their offensive linemen that they were, that were up there, Feliciano and Williams. So That's their old line is already good, which is great. Keep that cohesive together. Five guys need to learn to play together. And if you have it, you keep it. Even if it's like you're upgrading pieces saying he's better, he's better, he's better. If this five guys aren't on the same page and don't get along and whatever, and you risk that if you if you go otherwise. Anyway, they have a good base. Great. And I thought that Mitch Trubisky is a great backup to Josh Allen. I think that his style would, exactly. would emulate exactly what yeah. Josh Allen does. So he would fit in that same. system. Yeah. I don't hate it. And I think that the Emmanuel Sanders is – arguably the missing piece from that passing offense between Diggs, Cole Beasley. They needed one other guy who's a bit more of a, again, he brings that veteran presence. I talk about it, but that cannot go underrated. 
and a guy who's very good at route running can come up clutch when need be, can step it up when need be. And I think Emmanuel Sanders could be very big in a Buffalo uniform this year. And yeah. for me, that's why I think that's an upgrade from losing guys like John Brown and stuff. I think that the Bills did a very good job. On the NFC side, I got to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers free agency is great. They didn't lose anybody. They also didn't get anybody. But they won the Super Bowl last year, and they're still under the cap, and they're keeping all the key players coming back. Yep. That, in my opinion, is probably still the best free agency you can have if you're sitting in the Buccaneers' uh, front office. So kudos to them. I think that they're going to be just as dangerous as they were last year, if not more. And, and look, we, we oftentimes we see teams spend a fortune, and it doesn't work out. Robert Kraft was on, is on record just yesterday saying, I know we spent all kinds of money. This isn't who we are typically, uh, but we feel like we spent in the right place. But he said there's risks. You know, there's risk to everything. And we, they've spent more, I think, this year than, it, than they have in the last, Brock, I think you mentioned this a couple of days ago, like in the last 15 years, they spent more this year. So there's big, big risks. And that's why Pittsburgh doesn't spend the first wave of free agency. They don't even spend a dime. So they wait for the second wave and then see what they can get from the bargain bin, which is fine by me. But I'm concerned in Pittsburgh with their with their um, offensive line. Like Brock said, the continuity, the, they lost Pouncey. Villanueva is gone. They just re-signed B.J. Finney uh, after spending a year with Cincinnati. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Big Ben, I, I got to say, and this is tough for me to admit, it's that one year too long. This might be the year. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we're See, gonna. Did, I, mean, I know I threw that all that information last minute. And I apologize, but did you like? What do you think of the four teams we've mentioned? Yeah, like I don't really have much to add, just because like I didn't I didn't prep that part. But I mean, yeah, I just want to say like I, I I I agree. Like I try not to to be honest in the off season like this unless my team's really pulling some good moves. I just sit here and cry during uh, <laughs> free agent. Hey, you know what I mean? But I know some of the biggest Bears fans now, you included. And you all, you all express the same sentiment. It's true. We fire don't really the coach. Yeah. Fire the coach. Fire the GM because they they've just done nothing to improve the team. And the Bears that made the playoffs last year. Yeah. They not. Yeah. They keep like the, that organization. They keep showing us who they are. The, the you know what I mean. And they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. So. Okay, well, we could talk. We'll have you back on to talk some football. If the Bears make any moves, we'll have you on for a quick spot. If, uh, if cool. they make I'm anything, I, I did want to mention one. Yeah. Before we talk about uh, the NCAA March madness, which has been absolutely insane. I did want to mention, uh, I, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about the Raptors because we're, we may yeah. see, we may see the end of this short, short run for the most part with this group. Uh, you know, we thought we'd see maybe a longer stretch with Siakam, Van Vliet, Powell and OG Ananobi and what looks like Lowry and Boucher, we don't know. That was their core, and we may not see them. Yeah. All, all kinds of speculation running rampant about whether Powell's going to be around, and he's averaged about 30 points a game in the last five or six games uh, with those guys out for COVID, yet they've lost 10 in a row. They lost to the lowly, and when I say lowly, I mean they – I Houston called it last Rockets. night. I knew it. I, I, I don't feel like – I didn't even – I don't even feel like I jinxed it. I just, I just saw it coming. I'm like, they're not going to show up to this game. And Houston's just going to be like, guys, these guys are ripe. Let's take them out. Oh, and, you're ripe. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. A yeah. second of a back-to-back traveling across to, across the country to Houston after pl- losing to Cleveland. 
Siakam, who we found out Siakam was fined $50,000 internally for words he shared with Nick Nurse. He was benched the entire fourth quarter. The Raptors pulled within four, and they still didn't play him. So there's something there. Is it frustration? Is it whatever? I don't know. But we may see Lowry, Powell, Siakam, maybe Delta the line. It's going to be hard to trade Siakam because he's making max money. Brock, you've been a you've been a fan of Lowry. You've been a fan of the Raptors and the organization. You've you've said you got to stick with the stick with the plan. Um, over the course of the last few months, you've also joined me in saying, "Well, you got to do what you got to do." What do you think the Raptors should do? The trade deadline's three or four days away. Um, what what do you think they should do with Lowry? He's thirty six years old. Give him the option. You know what I mean? Like if he wants to go somewhere, or he's like, you know what, I'm not feeling it, or whatever. Then give him that option. Say, you know what, we can get you back after because I think by uh, after the season, I think he would still be a free agent. He could come back. He's already said he's going to retire as a Raptor anyway. So give him that option. Say, look, you know, what are you feeling right now? Do you feel like we should, you know, go get a piece? Like he should be in some of the discussions because he has been there for so long. He is that leader on the team. Um, And and give him that option and respect him and, and either decision he wants to make. The thing that does concern me is the Siakam stuff. Uh, that's the one thing that I thought that Nurse and, and the group had gotten is um, everybody to sort of buy in to what was going on and buy into the team first and whatnot. And, um, you know, outbursts like this just doesn't sit well with me. And it doesn't, I don't think it, it sits well with the team, the coaching staff, the other players. So when you start getting those kind of reactions, um, and uh, attitudes from certain players, I think that could really, really tarnish the relationship moving forward. So, um, you know, I don't know. Is it's do we you keep him? Do you move him? Do you you know sit him down and see if he goes through? But he's been he's had a couple of issues like that too, right? So this is the first time this year, that's for sure. You know, so it's uh, anyway. Uh, that's Sick? that concerns me more than anything. You know, the Raptors. I feel like. Uh, the previous year, they were like one or one and a half players away from being the team that they were that when they won. That's what I felt. And then this year, I feel like they're 10 players away. And, you know, is a Kyle trade going to trade going to change anything this season for the Raptors? Not so much. I agree with Brock by, you know, giving him the option. I honestly thought he was going to maybe possibly make it to the end of the season and then maybe you know, they trade him in the off season, something like that. But I mean, who know? Who knows? At this point, he might uh, he might want to go to a contender somehow. You know, Philly. Like they keep. You know, the the joke was I was making that. You know, the the guys they're rumored to go somewhere. And they're like, guys, I promise, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. And then that same day, that same hour, they're traded to that rumored team. You Crazy. Know what I mean? So, uh, you know, yeah, respect him as a veteran. Um, whatever trades they're going to make this year, it, it's not going to change anything. I don't think. I, I still think they're miles away from, you know, where they need to be to, to compete, especially in the East now with with Brooklyn. The way that they're, I don't even want to talk loaded. about. It. You loaded. know, like exactly. They, I feel like they could win in their sleep almost. The Bucks too. The Bucks have made some moves as well. Um, yeah, like, it, it's, PJ, PJ Tucker's with Milwaukee now, so that's a yeah. You know, and I'd look at uh, defense just, and offense like. We look Sorry, at Lowry. No, you're bang on about Lowry, and I'm just going to make this really quick. 
I mean, Lowry's a UFA. You're gonna, you risk losing him and Powell as a player option. There's no way he's going to pick it up because it's 11 million bucks. He's, yeah. he's going to command 20 million with the way he's been playing. So yeah. you risk losing those two guys for nothing. And then, you know, having to sort of rebuild or you can, you can get some assets because you're right now, their best hope is they play that, that nine, 10 seeded play in game, which they've incorporated into the playoffs this year. And with regards to the Raptors, I'm going to say something very controversial that might upset people. And I didn't even think I'd ever feel this way myself, but Raptors went from the being the best defensive team in the NBA, hands down, to the statistically the worst yep. under Nick Nurse. Now, he inherited a team that was championship ready. And yes, Masai went ahead and got, got Leonard and put them over the hump. But that team was, a, schematically, they played very good defense. Yeah. Now, they can't... Brock, you and I could drive, run screen and roll, and light out, light them up for thirty. Like it is, it's really, really what they're doing. We could have done that two years ago when they were yeah. championship ready. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so it's it's not impressive. And it, do my, yeah, am I putting no. this on Nick Nurse? Maybe they maybe they need to get a defensive coach in there to readjust what they're doing on defense because these runouts and these uh, they they purposely let the guards enter the key. So that the defense can help, and then you got the rotation start. Their their rotations are either not starting, they're super late, or just not happening at all. If and, they're not um, respected, yeah. No, it's terrible. And then on top of that, you have no rim protection. So yeah. unless you're getting Rashawn Holmes from the Sacramento, or maybe Bagley in exchange for Lowry and some assets, maybe you you consider it. Right now, I just think you stick status quo. Um, give Lowry what he what he wants and deserves and move on from there. But anyway, we could do a whole show on the Raptors. I'm so frustrated with what I've seen with them. But, if you uh, were Lowry and you were planning on coming back for another year, like say, you know, I'm not done yet. I got a good two, three years left and you want to come back to Toronto. Would you be in a position right now where you say, you know what, long-term vision, you say, you know what, trade me somewhere. Let's get some real good value back so that I know that value that's coming here I will be here when I come back next year and say, you know what? Those are the pieces. So you kind of use yourself to build the team that you're going back to. Uh, it's That's a great point. Right now, the way they're constructed, he's going to come back to a, a slow and small team. It's like the worst combination in the NBA. They're too small and they're too slow. If you're going to play Siakam at the five, OG at the four, Powell at the three, and then Van Vliet and Lowry, you're too slow and too small. So you can't, they, they're too small in the backcourt. I mean, look at what uh, – did you see what um, – was it Jimmy Butler did to Lowry the other night? Colin Sexton looked like Isaiah Thomas the other night. I mean, they're too small and too slow. That's my opinion on how they're constructed right now. Their starting five just does not work. It's true. We got a comment from an Alex Scantabury. I just got confirmation as to who wrote that. How many people are getting up after a Brock screen? So the old pick and roll might just be not a two-on-one after. Not many. Oh, Alex. Missed that guy. Okay. Um, I feel better. I feel better about getting that off my chest. Thanks, guys. Remember we, t- we were going to talk March Madness? <laughs> and we love football. <laughs> it is, but what, what we're seeing is madness from the Raptors. Let's, uh, let's pay some bills, maybe? Yes. You want yes, to do that? Please. Okay. Let's go. Uh, we got uh, – I'll handle it, Mike, in case you're back there wondering what's going on. Let me get uh, – my music out here. Oh, yeah. All right. This episode is brought to you by the Ottawa Mortgage Shop. OttawaMortgageShop.com. Looking for a mortgage. R- rates are all-time low. Reach out to Eric Fabian at OttawaMortgageShop.com. So gentle. That's amazing. That's actually good. I like that. That worked out really well. 
All right, let's go. Where it? Uh, where's my thing? I got it. Hey, March I forgot how madness. good Gus Johnson is on the mic. Oh, uh, I could. Brock, do you remember him doing the NFL games? And uh, I think there was a. a Bengal, there was a Bengals Broncos game where it was deflected and somebody caught it and ran ran it in for a touchdown. It was like 14-10. And it was Gus Johnson on the call. And he's just I think he actually I think Gus Johnson did when the CFL expanded to the States uh back in the nineties. Gus Johnson was the exclusive commentator for the, the American games. Uh it was really? just anyway. Love Gus Johnson. March Madness. March Madness. We are seeing some crazy stuff right now. My bracket was destroyed after after the round one. The completely upside down. Um, the, if I'm not mistaken, the most upsets in NCAA history. An upset oh, wow. is has to be something something in the, along the lines of a your five seeds lower at least than, five or something. Yeah. At least five, yeah. So it, by far the most. Um, this is the first time we'll have a, a Sweet 16 without North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas. It, since crazy. 1976. That's crazy. So, for sure, the craziest March Madness ever. Guys, before we talk about the games, have you watched any of the games without the fan noise and hearing the coaches and the players? Have you been able to pick up on that stuff? It's awesome. I've watched the games. I haven't... Uh, the games I've seen have had fans there, though. Mm-hmm. Not not many, but... Yeah. But enough that it's still... Fans. Yeah, it's noticeable and... yeah. Have you have you have you picked up on the the like some of the the banter and the hearing the the benches when they flip out after a three pointer? You really be you're really able to hear a lot of the stuff you wouldn't normally hear during a, a regular season. I think it's, I mean, it's just something I've noticed in the last couple of weeks. Not not so much this round. I think the first rounds when there were like nobody in the stands, but uh, it's just cool to hear. I mean, it's just cool to see how the bench gets involved. You don't really hear that during a regular game. The bench is really involved. Those guys are loud. <laughs> I missed that there was actually games last night. It was our producer, Mike, who messaged me and was, I said, what are you doing? He said, watching Kansas. I'm like, Kansas what? And he's like, the basketball game. I'm like, it's Monday night. It's not Thursday. Anyway, the whole schedule is messed up because I was looking for them on Thursday during the day. And I'm like, well, that's like playing games. Then it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I thought, okay, we'll go Thursday, Friday. But it was Monday. Anyway, I was kind of lost in terms of a schedule thing. But cool that the games were on. Sig. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start in the east. Uh, we've got Michigan playing. Who are they? Who do they got up here now? Michigan, Michigan, Florida State, Florida State. Which, that's going to be that's up. the game I want to watch. That's probably the game out of the the remaining sixteen that I'm probably most intrigued by. Florida State is legit, and so is Michigan. Michigan's got a great story too, which is kind of fun to watch. But Florida State, as much as it pains me to say it, is a very good basketball team. Is that game on tonight? No, there's no games on no. tonight. Is there? No. No. It goes like Saturday, uh, I think. Back to Saturday, Sunday, maybe? Sun, Sunday. That game's on Sunday. That's, that's going to be good. Juwan Howard's the only coach in, uh, in history to be a one-seed as a play, player and uh, coach a one-seed as a coach and obviously make it as far as he has. So a uh, big fan of Juwan Howard. Um, UCLA kind of kind of ruined my bracket. Um, I had Michigan State beating them in the playing game, and uh, UCLA beat Michigan State, and now they've they're on to uh, the they're on to the Sweet Sixteen as well to play Alabama. 
Um, what are your thoughts on, on UCLA suddenly um, in the mix? I mean, getting this far, why not roll with them? I, I, I mean, at, at this point, honestly, I throw the seeds out the window. You know, when a team gets when the team gets this far, and you know you, you've beaten somebody you know credible, I think you're dangerous at this point. So for that one, I'm going to be very bold, and I'm going I'm going to pick UCLA for that one. Well, they're 11 seed, but you know with COVID, some of these teams didn't play a full schedule. They didn't have a full off season. It's true, so, yeah. You know, these guys are just like maybe half a half a season. Um, I mean, I think Georgetown's overall record was 13 and 12, so that means that they played like seven or eight games that they fewer than they normally would. So that's a big deal. Um, but I like I like UCLA. I also like Alabama. Though Alabama's playing some good basketball. Well, that's they the are. Least. Um, they are. So you guys just kind of touched on it was something I was going to ask you because that's sort of my thought process is why are we seeing so many upsets in this tournament versus previous years? And my theory is just that the, the, uh, the sample size is not enough yeah. to accurately yeah, rank exactly. these teams. Yep. I felt the same thing, like not to bring, you know, NCAA football into it, but that's what I felt when I was watching the NCAA Do football it. game. The sc- <laughs> the scores, the scores, <laughs> the, the scores were just r- r- ridiculous. And then, like, you, you, like every year in NCAA, you would you would always get some, you know, seventy to to five or seventy to, to three score or something like that. But I felt like this year it was it was the same thing, um, and it's because they're not. Some teams, you look at the record. This team's played, you know, seven games. This team's played three games, or this team's played, you know, ten games, and this played. You know, they've played five. Like, I don't think that that the ranking, you know, in that sense has been, you know, as as close as correct, if you want to say, um, or accurate. I don't I don't think it's it's been something. And there's really there was on. way less cross conference out of conference games. Mm-hmm. So you can give. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So you say, OK, the Big Ten is supposed to be the, the, the premier basketball conference this year. The Big Ten. They got so many people. How many Big Ten teams have lost so far? You know what Crazy. I mean? Like it's just they only played interconference. So until you sort of match conference to conference, you don't even get to to gauge the strength of that said conference. So I think it's it was really sort of a, a wing and a prayer for a lot of these ranking systems, and that's why we're probably seeing a lot of the upsets. But it, it I mean, ultimately, some of these upsets are by schools that do not have the recruiting area, do not have the appeal for the top athletes are working shorthanded. So technically you're, you know, anybody who's going against a, a UNC or a Duke in basketball, I know Duke's not in it, but you know, it should be shorthanded from a recruiting standpoint alone, because they're not a typical basketball school or Roberts, you know, I can't even say that without rolling the R's and I don't want to because they just took mm-hmm. out the Gators, which they were up 11, nothing or 11 points at one point, And I turned it off to watch something else came back and they lost, but you know, like guys, these teams have shots, but they still technically are underdogs if you think about it. Well, uh, you know, look, there, uh, you guys bring up some great points, but at the end of the day, three of the four number one seeds are still in it. So we still have Baylor, we still have Gonzaga, who looks unstoppable, and they're they're undefeated. By the way, they could run the table, uh, and we still have Michigan. So uh, the one seed that kind of threw everybody off, Illinois. Lost to Loyola Chicago and my sister Jean and uh, the Ramblers, and they have uh, one of my favorite players in all of um, all of college basketball. You know that's a team that that I have going to the Final Four, so they're that's my only. Who's your favorite basketball player? 
uh, can't pronounce his name. Crudwig or whatever? Kratwig. Kratwig. Um, he's, uh, he doesn't look like he's much. I mean, he's a big guy, but, you know, he's kind of like, he's kind of like balding like I am. And uh, he's got the cheesy stash. He's a guy. Yeah. He's the guy who he, uh, he brings a harmonica with him to parties. If he's invited, he like runs up and down the court. He's very uh, on his toes too when he's playing. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah, he's, he's uh, uh, that's like me. He's that's, like, he's yeah, like yeah. you too, Brock. Right? That's, yeah, yeah. It's not but, anymore. I can't even do that if I wanted to. I got dead legs. <laughs> so just anyway. So Sig, who do you, who do you? What's your like? If you were to say uh, out of the teams that are remaining, who do you like? Who do you dislike? Who's I a like pretender? Sig. Who's a contender? You know what? I, I, uh, I'm a little biased towards Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> just, they, have to you know, be, they have to be a surprise. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. I mean, yeah. 11 seed, you know, mediocre season. They have to be a surprise. Okay, so you're yeah. you're happy that they're there, but I'm, you're... I'm happy that they're there. Um, I don't think that they're pretenders. I think they're 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 a decent squad. Um, you know, they're going up against Houston, number uh, number two. I don't know the power of their their schedule, so I don't know. Again, I don't know if that was a, a, a fully earned, you know, number two, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Syracuse. I like Syracuse. I like but hate Arkansas for obvious reasons. Because um, they beat Colgate? I know. Right, that's <laughs> that's exactly right, Brock. That's exactly why. <laughs> but I wore the appropriate Carolina shirt. I'm actually, if if the person watching or who bought me this shirt is, is watching, um, I've never worn this, this Jordan shirt. Um, nice. It's the 82 Jordan shot, and it says... Uh, the shot, what does it say? The winning shot doesn't fall without the man. Um, oh, so I figured it was an appropriate shirt to, to wear for the first time on, on this show. But, <laughs> but yeah, Arkansas, like, I love it. They're uh, Arkansas, the Razorbacks. Um, yeah, I think they're solid. I think they're very scary. I think they go to the Final Four, if not the final. Just going to say that right now. Interesting. So I've got, you know, I. Well, there's only eight Gonzaga games. Why don't you guys give us your picks for the eight games? Sure. Let's go through them. We That's got it. Gonzaga, Creighton. It's a number one versus number five. Does Creighton have – the Blue Jays have a chance Sig. to beat Gonzaga? I'll let Sig take this one. Nope. Gonzaga pulls it off. With the, yeah. uh, the Canadian? I don't, think, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a fluke why they're, why they're, uh, they're number one. That number one, I think, is, is justified. It's all the team. Uh, I'm. Uh, I would say Gonzaga. I think they're right. No, just because again, it's tough to run the table. Like you know, look at the Patriots. Uh, that it's tough to run the table, especially when you get closer and closer, and the ball, the net looks a little smaller. Creighton is one of those teams that if they're if they're hitting their threes, they're they're top five team in the nation, and they're big. So they have a big that can guard. Uh, Gonzaga's big. So I'm going to go Creighton in the upset. All right, wait. Whatever, I'll have to go back and listen to this. We'll get that down there. That's a yeah. big one. That's a big upset right there. Yeah, um, upset. one versus five. That's All right, USC versus Oregon. Oregon looked really good. Uh, was it last night they played? Oregon, Oregon looks tough. Yeah, they looked really good. Mm-hmm. A couple of good Canadians on that team too. Sig, what do you got for USC, Oregon? The Trojans versus the Ducks. I think Oregon. I'm going to pick Oregon. Like, I mean, again, like, you know, with the ranking, I think it's a, it's a toss up when it comes to that point. But, um, I like, I like the, I like the ducks in this one. They're putting up points. They're scoring a lot and their defense is decent right now. So I'm going to go with Oregon for that one. When you beat Kansas by 25, 
uh, I, that you're you're showing me something. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Trojans uh, over the Ducks. I'm sick. I'm surprised we're not picking the same teams. This is shocking. Hey, it's we also don't have to agree. We don't have to agree. It makes for great follow up episode. broken brackets too. I have a feeling a lot of people were all over. This oh, I'm dead last in my pool. So if anyone's listening and taking my uh, going to bet on these games, don't listen to me. <laughs> What was this? Uh, was it Jay Onright? I think they called the USC the University of Spoiled Children because that was the whole like get it, uh, scandal, the Varsity Blue scandal there. Anyway, Jay I still have to watch it. that. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's not Jane Dan anymore. Dan is out. All right. Um, Michigan, Florida State. Again, the game I want to watch. Michigan, Florida State. Who you guys got? I'm going to take the easy pick. I'm going to go with Michigan on that. Yeah. Same here. I think Michigan's uh, Michigan's playing with uh, some level. The LSU was a tough is a tough team, and Michigan uh, will bounce back after being down in that game. So they showed me some guts. I'll go Michigan. And when your coach, like when you have a coach that will just go, you know, not to say what he did was, you know, right or anything, but when you got a coach that's fired up like that, and you got a team behind a fired up coach. I'll take you far. I. I I, I love that stuff. So, Juwan Howard went went nuts. <laughs> he went that's, crazy. He went crazy. But then, but then, like the team, you know, the team stayed still stayed in line, yeah. And, and they just backed up their coach, and I I, I love to see that. So that's uh, that's my pick. Yeah, so they, they understand and they through. they buy in, which is what yeah, you want. Man. Absolutely, Pep. You know when I said that? Oh, sometimes we should have like background music playing when we're doing things. I just heard something. Yeah, I started putting it like really faint, the the sponsorship-like thing. It's really, it's too light for picking sports. You know what I mean? We're talking <laughs> sports, and it's like, eh, summertime <laughs> frolic in the thing. Do. Do anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll see there? how that sounds. Play? We'll get it something different. Nice. Um, nice. Well, that I played it, and this is the only time you guys agreed on anything. So I think it's subconscious <laughs> that it was like that music <laughs> is just play nice. We're gonna, both going to pick Michigan. All right, music is okay. off. Let's go. UCLA versus Alabama. Sig, who you got? Oh, man. I, you know what? I didn't watch enough of either one of those teams previously. So, like, this is like, I'm just going to be honest. This is a guess. I hate to guess. It might make it easy. You got a 50% just, chance. You know I'm going to go with UCLA. I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to say the upset. p Dog. Uh, you know what? I don't know if it's much of an upset. Like they're that's a that's a team with a couple of seniors, and they're well coached, and they're coming together after a, a missing a few games of COVID. That's a tough team. They're they're gritty, like they're greasy and gritty, and uh, they they're not a good three point shooting team, but they're they're gritty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in UCLA. Yeah, I, I feel bad. I didn't watch any tournament games for them, but I watched uh, like. Um... Some of the, if you call it regular season, COVID season, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> I yeah. like to stream those games. But, uh, but yeah. they're peaking. They're peaking at the right time. It's yeah, a, a late sleeper there, Sig. If you're watching the UCL games, um, from our friend Kristen Couture, who is an Alabama football fan, but also played basketball. I hope UCLA wins because if Alabama happens to win a basketball championship as well, I will never hear the end of it. And for now. <laughs> I still have that in Florida's back pocket where we talk about back-to-back and sandwich mm-hmm. with a football championship. So Bama can kiss off in terms of the basketball. All right, Baylor <laughs> Baylor and Villanova. Your back-to-back team, by the way. Baylor who? <laughs> Baylor versus Villanova. You must have seen Villanova. Villanova's still in it? Villanova's still in it. They just beat North Texas, 84-61. Oh, wow. Villanova's playing without their best player who was hurt before the Big East tournament. 
Man, that's a tough sig. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. I don't like. I personally don't like Villanova. I hate Villanova. Um, um, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was at a des- destination <laughs> wedding, at, at a bar, and it was the the NCAA final, and it was basically the last shot when they hit the buzzer beater three to beat Carolina. Oh I yeah. So, I, I got so drunk that night. Um, <laughs> it's still, that's still a nightmare for me. Uh, so yeah. No, I'll I'm, put the music uh, in the background for story time. Yeah, yeah I'm picking Baylor <laughs> for that one. <laughs> All right, we got Baylor. Who you got, Pep? Uh, I, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go with Villanova oh. only, be, only because uh, the, Jay Wright's one of the best coaches in in the country. He is. He is. Um, He's a great coach. So if anybody can do it, Baylor is really good. Like Baylor is legit tough they can shoot they play d they do it all so i mean baylor wins i won't be surprised at all i'm only going to go villanova because of their coach and that's it because they're undermanned for sure without their best player all right arkansas oral roberts pep arkansas oral roberts who you got oh i mean uh, to take to go against what oral roberts is doing right now they're doing something pretty special and uh i'm just gonna i'm gonna roll with them i'm gonna roll with them i i'm not overly impressed with arkansas so i'm gonna go oral roberts Sig. Yeah, I am. Uh, are you playing the music? Are we supposed to agree here? No, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with Arkansas. I'm going with the Razorbacks. Um, not that you know, not that Carolina was was strong or anything, but um, I think I think they're I think they're 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 good to go. Razorbacks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, two left. We got uh, well, Pep, Loyola Chicago versus Oregon State. You sticking mm-hmm. with your? Uh, the Beavers. Your Cinderella story? You sticking yeah, with the no, Beavers? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sticking with Sister Jean and uh, the Ramblers. They made a deep run prior, uh, not last year, the year before. They made a deep run with uh, with that crew, well coached. And it, when you've got divine intervention, you've got Sister Jean. I mean, she's 101 years old. And she's. I, I, I'm just going to say, I can't go against that either. Like, how do you go against that? She wrote mm-hmm. the game plan for them before mm-hmm. the last game. Like, we got to out rebound them. She wrote it. I mean, that's it's an incredible story. I, I, I yeah. God love her. I'm, I'm going uh, Loyola. Yeah. I'm going Ramblers. Yeah, I love that. I love everything about that story, everything about that team and the support that they get and, and yeah. how excited she gets with, you know, with the games and stuff. And yeah, I'm not going against that, that, that magic there. So. The last one we got Syracuse versus Houston. Uh, Sig, I think we already know which one you're going with. Yeah, Syracuse, my friend from Houston is going to hate me because, well, he went to he went to University of Houston. That's his team, um, and his other the only his other two teams have basically his baseball team. They're just taking a beating, and his football team. We won't even talk about that. Is that um, is so your buddy Andre like, Ware? Pardon me? Is your buddy Andre Ware? <laughs> so he's gonna hate me for picking for picking Syracuse, but I'm just gonna go with with Syracuse for this one. Yeah, I mean Houston's been irrelevant since Fislam and Jamma, since Drexler mm. and Elijah won. I uh, they they're good. They're they're playing yeah. good basketball, but I'm gonna go with the Cuse only because that two three zone Brock that. Uh, that Syracuse runs. Philemon runs the same thing. You guys are running that thing. Patty Belenko coaches the exact same thing. And it's frustrating. It's hard to. I mean, they force you to shoot threes. They just force you to shoot threes. You're not going to get to the basket. And uh, so, so Syracuse, you're saying runs the same defense as Philemon. And based on our conversation on the lawn, <laughs> your choice probably should have been the other one. Anyway, 
We'll, we'll, save, we'll save my film and write basketball story for another. another oh, right on. Okay. I, play, I played film and write a couple times uh, uh, when I was at. Sierra Isn't that how I met you? I, I feel like it was football. Like we might have met on the basketball court, but I don't remember for sure. it. Um, I'm almost positive. Giving away, giving away a bit. Uh, I didn't play much in that in that uh, those basketball games because we didn't have to. But yeah, as well you shouldn't. Games. You guys, you paid us back in football. You paid us back in football. Don't worry. We're uh, hey. We were what grade eleven, so sixteen was the top. You guys had guys with children on the sidelines pushing your little carts down, whatever, like baby mamas, <laughs> kids. It was fair. intimidating to a boy. Uh, we'll talk about this after. <laughs> All right, that you know what a great uh, Brock. Thanks for taking uh, taking the reins on that and uh, naming the games. That was fun. Uh, it's exciting. This is my by far my favorite tournament playoff of any sport at any time football included yeah 100% I've been watching for for so long I used to record record like from the final four and 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 the final like from I think 1990 my brother and I used to record those games I still have the tapes in the basement I'm like I need to convert these I was gonna bring up I've got some Iverson stuff um some old Iverson games and then I I think I'm pretty sure I have the back-to-back Florida game somewhere too with Corey Brewer and those guys. Those are, um, I tell yeah. you, those are fun to watch. I was yeah. definitely involved in those yeah. right on my the edge favorite, of your My favorite thing though with the March Madness is one shining moment. It's true. Do you, it's, do you guys, do you guys follow it? Do you guys watch it right to the end where when it's, it's after the ceremony and everything and they always play the one shining moment. That was like, as a kid, that was like my, the best part of, of the final. Even if, even if it was a team that I hated, I was like, okay, I gotta watch the one shining moment. It's pretty incredible, and it gives you goosebumps because you know, as a, oh, as a yeah. collegiate player, and whether it's football or basketball, you know what those kids are going through, right? There's no money involved. I mean, not that we know of, but like it's it's <laughs> just for the love of the for the love of the game, and it's like for a lot of those kids, they're not sniffing pros. You know, they might some of them yeah. might go to Europe, but for most of them, it's done. They're done. That's it's like finished. it's over. So that was their family. Yeah, and if they're a senior, like we saw Luca Garza the other night, just break down, and uh, you know he's a fourth-year senior, he's going to get drafted in the NBA for sure. But you they know, they already said he's retiring his number, wasn't it? Didn't they, they say should. after I mean, this? The no, is, after uh, they've already had a ceremony that said yeah, like after the season they'll retire his number. Yep, fifty-five. But they also assumed they were going to go further than this, so maybe they'll take it back. Well, you know what? They were. I think they were a little overrated. Iowa. I mean, they're not a great. He they, outside of him, they weren't a, a fantastic team. So, but uh, yeah, it was good to see emotion. But Brock, are we? Are we? Do, we're going to do the our, our legend or not legend, right? Yeah, I got two lists. We're yeah. not going to do Florida because I whatever. I'm going to do oh, for no, no, you no, no. two guys. Uh, I got we're going to go through we, them. We're going to okay. go through them. Well, okay. What do we got here? We started late, so actually, we're still two minutes ahead of schedule for those that are listening. Um, we started like 10 late. Minutes extra. Yeah, Fifteen, but we're okay. yeah. So we're already at about quarter after eight. So we're going to go through this fairly quickly. But um, yes, we started late, so uh, you know, Pep and I can't keep it to an hour anyway. So we'll do our best. We're going to uh, go through this. But I yes, I put together a list for both the Georgetown Hoyas and the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Um, you guys can both answer if you want. I'll start with Georgetown because we'll finish with UNC because um, ah. there's a lot more there than there is Bring Georgetown. Bring the heat. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, look, Brock, you want to explain the criteria? Mm-hmm. All right. So the rules of this game that is invented by P-Dog Cariotti, legend or not, refers to the college 
player, their college career, if they go back to that university, they they show up at a game, are they given the keys to the city, air quotes, um, and treated like like uh, like such, like royalty, and you come back. So that's the stipulation. The NBA careers are secondary, well, not even secondary, but they're generally not supposed to be taken into consideration. That is very hard to do, but we'll do our best. So it's legends or not. So I'll name a person, awesome. a player, and you'll give us a, whether they're a legend or not. So we'll start with the Georgetown Hoyas, mm. which obviously Pep has, uh, well, it's his favorite team. So Mad he should luck. understand a lot of them. Some of these are uh, interesting. All right, anyway, mm-hmm. let's start. We got... Okay, perfect. <laughs> John Wallace, legend or not? Uh, it's not the John Wallace from Syracuse. It's their guard. He's not a legend. Not a legend. Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, jeez. Dikembe Mutombo, absolutely. His son, Ryan, is recruited. He's one of the best players in the in the, pro, in the country. He's going to be in Georgetown next year. Oh, sorry. I didn't have Dikembe Mutombo's son, so I'll just leave him <laughs> off this conversation. All right, next. <laughs> uh, we got Michael Jackson, and I should have had a sound clip. But I don't. Legend. Michael Jackson, not the number, Michael Jackson, played number. for 82 to 86. School record, 242 assists, 671 dimes. His third was on the 84 national championship team. He's number a legend. 34. Oh, wow. Correct? Well, that'll take you have his jersey number there? No, I don't. He's a legend. He's a legend, absolutely. All right, legend. Legendary. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Williams. Legend. Easy. Patrick Ewing. Legend. Legend. His nostrils are also legends. I cannot believe. Mm-hmm. I remember the pictures. It seemed like everybody who took his video or picture was about three feet shorter, and it was just looking straight up. Those that knows of his. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Alonzo Mourning. Oh, legend. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Eric. I feel like every center from George I know, right? That's Eric Floyd. Sleepy Floyd. Sleepy Floyd, yeah, Sleepy Floyd, absolutely. Sleepy Floyd passed the ball to the wrong player against North Carolina in '82, and then your 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 Tar Heels won the championship. Yeah. Next, so but legend or not legend? legend. Still, still legend, still legend, legend. still legend. All right, Othella Harrington, good, really, really good college career. Underrated. They weren't very good when he played. I'm gonna go legend. Yes, mm-hmm. enough to get him to the NBA, right? Like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, he's top five in school history in points, rebounds, and blocks. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. Not surprising. Good, really yeah. good career on bad teams. Uh, we got a question. Uh, why do they call him Sleepy? Do you guys know why they call him Sleepy? I don't have the his answer. Eye, his eyes, if you, if you Google Sle- Eric Sleepy Floyd, you could just see his, his eyes are kind of, kind of looks like he's kind of in a daze. Everybody had nicknames back then, too. Yeah. Everybody had a, a thing. But, yeah, his was those eyes for sure. He looked now, like he was asleep. Guy, is it guys just aren't around long enough in college to, like, get names, or they don't want that done? Why? How come we don't have the cool nicknames anymore? Well, I don't know if he had that nickname in college. I don't know oh, for okay, sure okay, if okay. they call. I, I don't know. I can't confirm or if he did or not, but he might have gotten that once he got to because he's in the NBA as well. Yeah. Um, okay, Kevin Braswell. Braswell? Braswell? Hang on. Hang on. Oh, Just Brock, here's a quiz. Do you know what Muggsy Bogue's real name is? Speaking of nicknames. 
I know you know it. It's going to bother you. Uh, no, yeah. He's only asking because he knows. I know. Hey, let, let's come back to that. Maybe it'll come to you. You so, know it's sick? We'll... Yeah. Okay, then just answer. What is it? Tyrone. Tyrone. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's funny you talk about names because I just saw that J.J. Clark was in the news for not the greatest <laughs> things, but his name is not J.J. Clark. Oh, it's Ron Rowan. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, awkward, awkward. All right, percent chance of weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the last one is Allen Iverson. He's obviously a legend. Yes, I'm gonna end at that. Um, Let's get on to UNC. There's probably maybe some more debatable ones. What? No, we got some. We got some stats here. Mike helped us out. (laughs) Sleepy Floyd got his nickname from a fourth grade baseball game when he hit his first pitch. Oh my God. Right through his legs, the specter shouted out, get that kid out of the field. He's sleeping. The name has stuck ever since. I That's did not know that. that. So Pierre goes right to his looks, says, oh, you look dopey. But yeah, instead, so too, he, looks yeah, he does look dopey. That Maybe that's maybe that's part of the whole thing. Oh, oh thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. That, that is, is awesome. Hey, shout out to producer him, Mike. Right? Yes. <laughs> producer Mike bringing the heat. Amazing. Okay. The, you know, and we'll find out after, but producer Mike is also very creative. And if he wanted to make up a name or a story, that could easily have been just him making well, that I, up. I, We'd, I, I'm he, not he sure. And he's he a baseball guy. He's he a baseball guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He got me. He got me. All right. North Carolina, the Tar Heels, okay. legend or not. Okay. Um, Michelle Jordan, Michael Jordan. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Uh, iffy, iffy for that one. All right. Uh, Anton Jameson. I think legend. Yep. Uh, James Worthy. Yeah, I guess he'd be legend. legend. Some of these are just layups. Well, what I'm saying, I guess, is like, it's almost like, why am I putting these names down? There should be stipulations. If they're clearly a legend, we don't have to ask it. You guys aren't in the same building, right? Top 50 basketball, top 50 greatest player of all time. I didn't say, I guess, as in maybe I disagree. What I'm saying is that I don't know why I put him on the list because it's a clear yes. Okay, legend. Charlie Scott. Oh, Charlie Scott. He's the first. It's, this is old. He was 67 to 70 is when he played, but he's the first African-American scholarship athlete. Uh, but his three-year average is still 22 points per game and 7.1 rebounds per game, which wow. is pretty high in those things. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. Again, this is going way before your time, but yeah. I thought it was uh, definitely something to, uh, to bring up. He legend, legend, I think, yeah. Uh, you're breaking barriers. You know what I mean? At that point, yeah. you sort of got to give him something. Uh, Raymond Felton. In 05. Won the national championship in 05. He was great. Uh, is he a legend? You know what? With so many great players through that program, it's hard to put him up there. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say no personally. I'm gonna se- I'm gonna separate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna make the difficult decision. I'm gonna separate. It. He was a great player, but legend. He might he'll get respect when he goes back because he's one of the more recent two as well. You know, and, and then notable NBA career. But you said you know keep the NBA out of it. Eh, that's that's Pep's rules. Yep. Yeah, he's borderline. Borderline, I say no. All right. Sorry, Raymond. Uh, Rashad McCants. Oh, he won a title, right? Uh, he would have in 05, yeah, because he won one in uh, 05, and that was his senior year. But Felton won a national championship too, and you've already ixnayed yeah, him. I know, I know. 
I know. It's North Carolina. They're in the mix every year. So. so many players. Just like you said, they got so many players. I want to say legend for each guy. You know what I mean? But I, but I still need to separate a James Worthy from a Rashad McCants. You know what I mean? Like that's because James Worthy yeah. was good. Is was he good? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> James, Pierre's going to pop a gasket. Was very good. <laughs> he was highly touted in Oh, he was the man down on that team. Mm, it wasn't Jordan's team. Jordan hit the shot, but for those listening, I'm aware. Okay, just <laughs> basketball may you know, not be my gonna, favorite gonna, sport, gonna yes. but I'm aware. Yes. You're going <laughs> to say yes to McCants? Yes. Yeah, I'm, fl- I'm flip flopping for this. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. You're nervous that McCants is listening, and you want to make sure that he gives you. Yes, okay, exactly. <laughs> he knows where I live. <laughs> Brad Darty. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Ty Lawson. 2009 ACC Player of the Year. First point guard to win since 1978's Phil Ford, which is also a UNC thing, but he's too old to put on the list, so I didn't do that. He's not one of my favorites. Um, I'm just going to say no. Okay. No, that's at a yeah. – okay, so Ty Lawson is no – People won't agree with me, but – Out of that. spite by Sig. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'll put that note yep. down. Whatever. Uh, J- Jerry Stackhouse. Yes. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Vince Carter. Favorites. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was following Vince Carter before before he even got to UNC. He was a lot lower on when I was Googling, like, top players of UNC and so that. He was a lot lower than I thought. Uh, Brendan Haywood. No. No. Rasheed Wallace yes. at UNC. Yeah? As much as it pains me, yeah. 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 All right. And the last one, so this guy was number one on the all-time list. And I already said Michael Jordan Tyler at the Hansborough, top. Right? Greatest Tar Heel of all time. Four-year unanimous all-ACC team. 2006 yeah. ACC Freshman of the Year. 2008 ACC Player of the Year. ACC all-time leading scorer. First player to lead his team in scoring and rebounds in all four seasons. NCAA record made free throws at 982. ACC record most 20-point games was 78. It was a 2008 Wooden Award and National Player of the Year. Tyler Hansborough. Hey, no. You know what? All the stats. All the stats. I, was, I was thrilled when the Raptors picked him up that one year, uh, but he just didn't – Just didn't. his NBA his game wasn't – His NBA game, it just didn't translate. Yeah. No. Yeah. Too bad. Was yeah. there anybody else other than Tyler – that non Tar Heel fans look at with as much hate. Because mm. he drove me nuts. Mm. He was an agitator. Like he, he was. was yeah, he was. I found yeah. his game was, you know, dirty to a point. Again, I'm not a Tar Heels mm. fan, so you'd watch it. Not to, uh, what's that guy from Duke's name there? Who's still in the Lager? league? What's his name? Grayson. Oh, oh Grayson Allen. Allen. Oh. Yeah, like not to like that extent. But, you know, anyway, he was, again, he was from he an observer rough. standpoint, again, I'm learning, producer Mike, I am learning to be an observer and appreciate, you know, the athlete for who they are and what they're doing on the, on the court. And his game would probably be very similar to how my basketball game was without the <laughs> accolades and the scoring touch. But all the other dirty stuff was probably how I played it. So I got to respect him for that, I guess, now. But at the time, like, he made my blood boil when I'd see him in his face. Anyway, phenomenal player. Oh, yeah. He's the best Tar Heel of all time. Um, and that concludes our legends oh, or no, not. No, no, no. That I'm concludes not our talk. legends. We're running out of time, Pierre. That concludes no, our legends not or not. You, you, you're not getting off this easy. I'm going to throw you. I'm going to throw you 
Legendary. 10 Florida guys. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Did you just do that all in that – during that conversation? You just put that all together? Or did you have that ready? The what? The I let- had that ready. <laughs> I had it ready. Okay. Okay, Brock. I'm throwing you 10 here. And you'll know most – actually, you know all these guys. Um, but Florida. Al Horford. Yes. Legend. Vernon Maxwell. Yes. Matt Max. Yeah. Legend. Udonis Haslam. Who's still playing, I think. Legend. Crazy. Yeah. Who's still playing. Still playing. <laughs> Joakim Noah. Yes, I have his jersey in my closet. Doesn't say Do Noah. Really? It doesn't say Noah, but it's the 13 of Florida. So whoever's nice. wearing 13 that time, but it was his. The Red Rocket, Matt Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he's a legend. I'd, no, I wouldn't put him as a People legend. People love him there, but yeah, no. not Sig, you put him as a legend for Florida basketball? I feel like they love him over there. Yeah. Mike he Miller. Show, he shows up there like, boom. Mike Miller, for sure. Mike Miller is the same. He's like Bonner, but like without the redheaded stepchildness. Yes. You know, they've had some great shooters come there. Mike Miller. Chandler Parsons, another great shooter. Chandler yeah. Parsons. I'm saying no, but yes. Okay. David Lee. Oh, David Lee, too. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. And uh, really, there's no I points here. I, mean, I can say they're all legends. They're Florida Brad, Gators are legends. Bradley Beal. Yeah, for sure. White chocolate. Jason Williams. Oh, 100. Yep. Man, Florida's had some good basketball guys come through this program. Brock, uh, I don't know. You don't you go have... back to back and sandwich a football natty without no having kidding. good basketball <clears throat> players. Probably the biggest legend of all was Billy Donovan. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Billy, Billy Donovan, Donovan. You yeah. know what? Billy Donovan's a great coach, and he's doing a good job in Washington. Like, they're, that team was left for dead, and now they're, they're sort of back in the mix. Good job. Brock, I, I don't know if you have if we have time or if you have time to Google Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E, Shinsis, S-C-H-I-N-T-Z-I-U-S. He's a Florida alum. I remember him when he was in the NBA. You talk about the greatest mullets of all time. That's insanity. I I recognize him too. This Dwayne Shinsis. Yeah. I'm going to hold this up to the camera so people can see. Can people see this? Dwayne, look at that. Look at that mullet. Oh my goodness. And he played most of his NBA career with that with that salad. Well, if I'd have known it, don't break my heart, my it break, like that's what we would have went out to because this guy is a cross between Billy Ray Cyrus and uh, the I don't even know his note. He almost looks Incredible. like the the boxer from Rocky, the big uh, Rocky Four. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's it. Do you have anything else to, to say? Because we're it's eight thirty. We're running out of time. We started late. Sig, it's eight thirty. Aye. Look, we're going to shout out real quick. Nope, this side here. Sold our medals. Did the sign. Uh, P-Dog, you got yours yet? Uh, I'm on my way. All right. Sold our medals. Uh, if you guys are looking for these fun signs for cottages, front ways, uh, decks, whatever it happens to be, this guy will customize whatever you want. John Schott, Soldar, S-O-L-D-A-R, medals.com. And Big John. Get- Big John does it out of his uh, house there. Phenomenal little machine. And uh, Pep's going to have his in the background soon too. Sig, thank you so much for joining us. Um, This will not be the last time we have you on. Again, you were already starting to lean towards the college football talk. So that means I'm going to get you back on for some football (laughs) stuff, which will be great. Can't help it. 
And everybody, have yourselves a great evening. Uh, spring is around the corner. For those who weren't listening or couldn't hear, I don't know why, we had I had ball hockey in my laneway going out the window and the kids, the sounds of summer happening. So we're you? getting pretty... Yeah, if you heard it, it wasn't. I wasn't playing, but all my kids were out there. All my kids, I got two, but all the neighborhood kids were playing and whatever. <laughs> and I'd like to shout out to Jackson, my son, because I did hear him at one point yell at a friend to say, "Watch the truck," which is good because watch my truck. <laughs> I was not happy. All right, Sig, appreciate it. We're going out Guys, to your thank song. You so oh, thank you. We're going out to He Got Game by Public Enemy. Oh, Real yeah. quick, best basketball oh. movie of all time. What do you got? It's my, it's my it, it is, it is. That, that and White Man Can't Jump, those are my Hoosiers. two top. Hoosiers. You got Hoosiers? Hoosiers, yeah. yeah. I think I'm blue chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was very timely. Like, if you guys plan, if you guys might, you know, put, a, put some time aside for, a, a, you know, a movie, best sports movies. Yeah, I'd love to give you my top 10. We yeah. should do that next time. Yeah. We should do that ne- on a show. I like because there's enough basketball to have a top ten. And I'm sure there's guaranteed enough football ones. No yeah, doubt. I already had uh, air up there. Love and basketball. Coach Carter, Blue Chips, Hoosiers, White Man Can't Jump. He got game. Space Jam were like my top whatever for basketball. Anyway, we're out, people. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Tune guys. in next week. Sig, appreciate it. Stay safe. Game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something, but the game if it ain't saying nothing. Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> telling me I got to be aware. It's time we stop chilling. What's that sound? Everybody look with of that millennium just be killing them and they're scary like lies buried in a library when did the state pen correct anything when piles of us still be catching the bus when stacks of cats packing laundry mats pay the preachers back but where the teachers at i ain't even gotta ask it and who's underpaid that got fouled at the basket i can't blame the envy who be getting all the benjis and taking them grants for granted last i checked pyramids wasn't built like projects or in them government checks <laughs> Modern day thugs ain't got no guts. Hard to expression under governor nuts. Last time in the church be the last time in the church. Dead pledge allegiance to CDs and movies. Leaving reality, believing fantasy. Bleeding fatalities, too many formalities. Prayers laced with fear, beware. Two triple zero is here. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something, but the game if it ain't saying nothing. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. She got game, we got game, they got game, he got game
Naughty Dog. You're on mute. You gotta unmute yourself. What the? There, go. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> What's happening, bro? Uh, that was actually show. fun. Thank you for taking the uh, the lead there. We were kind of when we started the the bracket talk. It was like a little bit all over the map, and my my. Uh, bracket was outdated it wasn't like they hadn't updated it yet so that's why i was like oh i mentioned a team that had already been knocked out or something so sorry about that no all good uh, i just pulled it up so it was uh whatever i wasn't sure how we we're gonna do it so it's like whatever we'll go through much appreciate i like sig sig's pretty good brings a good energy Sig's to good, it yeah great guy too um you know not afraid that you know he's not too serious either so his laugh is infectious as is yours so it was kind of fun to to, to get into some laughs at some point. You know what I mean? You know his brother? Uh, yeah. 